Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about will we see a 25 to 40% house devaluation in these virus times? Heck yes. In fact, it's oh. going to be uh, deeper than that. I would put money on that. Me too. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Brandy wrote, I'm watching the prices of new houses listed go down in the Cleveland area on Realtor. When when exactly should I send a mailer out to make sure resales will work? Like I can make money on the flip. Well, that is the question. You know what? That's uh -huh. what this show is about. So that's the question. Uh, you know, the answer lies in looking at graphical data about exactly what happened in 2010. And it was in about from about 2007, 2008 to about 2011-ish, there was a, a one of the worst real estate, if not the worst, real estate recessions, depressions uh, in the history of our country. And so while that was tragic at the time and it, and it cut both of us to our knees financially, I knew at the time when we were going through it I, that this was going to happen again, and I knew how to prepare for it. And that's my goal here. My goal is to let's take a look at the data from 2010-ish. Let's uh, apply it to what's happening now and look at some of the variables and the differences and make some money out. You know? And so it becomes, this is the topic of the show, so we should just start it. I agree. We will see, a, uh, will we see a 20 to 40% house devaluation in virus times? Yes. This is why you're listening. Apply that data and that experience to what's happening now so you can uh, maximize value for yourself as an investor. You know what's interesting? I, what happened to us then though wasn't worldwide, it was countrywide. So I think it's gonna be even more um, clear and more uh, substantial than it was then. So, and I think not to not to pick, I just want to say state for me and people who think like me, what I'm hearing you say is, look at what happened back then. How many was it? After 30 days, this happens. 33 months, this happened, and in you know six months, this happened. Is that basically what you're saying? Look at that experience and apply that to right now. Basically, yeah, okay, that's a one-on-one version. Yeah, absolutely, Joe, you're right. I mean, there's a, a gap of time where a property, you know, the economists like to call it a market correction, which cracks me up. It's a landslide. It, you know, it's a crash is what it is. Right. But this crash seems to happen every 10 or 15 years. And it, it's going to happen 10 or 15 years from now. Here's the difference between last time and this time. This time, real estate didn't cause this. Last time real estate the real estate bubble caused it uh, and it was fueled by really bad loans loans that weren't in the best interest of the borrower they were very much in the best interest of the, of the lender so I don't know how they won nobody won they were into the best interest of the person who was sitting at the kitchen table writing the loan laughing to himself while they're getting the homeowner to sign it but that's a different story so there's a lot of differences about cause and effect that are going to create variables, but the same basic thing. What Jill said is exactly the same basic thing. You can see what happened back then. It's going to happen again. 
it might be more severe in certain areas. It might be less severe. There's a, little, a bunch of variables. This, this, this one's worldwide, and it was caused by a healthcare issue uh, or a media event, however you want to look at it. That one was caused by real estate, and it caused the banks to fail. So the great news is that we know what's going to happen right. to some version of it. And it's right. going to happen 10 or 15 years from now. Here's the thing that just makes wakes me up smiling every day. And I don't want to seem insensitive here because this is a, a real healthcare issue. What makes me happy about the real estate part of what we're talking about is that we the we have the internet, so we all this data from the last time is at our fingertips for free. Just have to mm -hmm. know how to where to go get it, and all the data the next time, which will definitely be in in our working lifetime. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to have two examples, two full blown data driven examples, and all the data to back it up to tell us what's going to happen next time. Mm -hmm. This is not like let's just see what's going to happen. Right. There's no guessing. There's no guessing here. We have two, like you said, two examples, not just one, two. Last week on Thursday, we have we, every Thursday we have the webinar calls for our members. And last week on the House Academy webinar, I explained all this in a tremendous amount of detail, where to get the data, how to do it, how to test it. Because in every single market, here's my whole point, in every single market, there's two or three or four zip codes that see dramatic declines uh, and last time for us in Phoenix it was 90% it was 80 and 90% off we were buying houses and reselling them immediately so my point is I know exactly and I'm happy to share it with everyone I did last week how to identify these markets how to get the data to back up your theory that this little zip code area is, is uh, the one that it's going to happen to and how to price it I was going to add that so thank you for saying that so yeah now we all know we all know what's going to happen. So before you lock on Cleveland, like like Stephen was just saying, what you should be doing right now is trying to anticipate, or not even just anticipate, watch it happening, watch it unfolding in certain areas. For example, California traditionally not a great place, obviously. Texas. What, it, what does that mean? Not a great. Place. Oh, as far as the percentages. Here's what I want you to think about. I want you to be buying those assets that are forty percent. Uh, below you know their prices pre-virus that kind of a thing because then you know you can mark it up and do very well it's not so much fun in a southern california 20 percent market you could still make money here but i'd rather you go in hotter and hit hit an area that you're going to make more money maybe texas maybe um i i could see you know you can there are trends to certain areas probably downtown new york doesn't doesn't drop so much like downtown Dallas or down Phoenix you know I'm actually was reading some articles today about the Phoenix area and things that they're trying to do because they were just building it back up there were t there's a whole article today I was reading or um, about the uh, how Phoenix downtown was like a ghost town 10 years ago and they've spent the 10 years building it up and there's new condos being built and uh, live event venues um, all kinds of great things coming and man now the virus hit they're like doggone it how are we going to keep the momentum and they were coming up with some actually good unique ways with um, to to do like visual displays not kidding um, at events that are safe and would bring people back it's kind of it's kind of an interesting spin on it but does that do you understand where I'm so that's what I want you to do Brandy spend your time like Steven said you know Studying what it, what happened last time, and then also start really thinking about 
and get out of your head. Don't think because I live in Cleveland, this is the best, going to be the best area. It might not. You might be doing it, you know, in somewhere in the south. You might be doing it somewhere out west. Who knows? I disagree with everything she just said. Really? I think in every single MSA, I don't think this, I know this, from a data and statistical standpoint, every MSA, Cleveland included, uh, Los Angeles included. Well, you will make money. There, There is, if you look at just the data and you compare house sale prices between 2010 and 2019, there are some zip codes that are going to rise absolutely to the top as uh, candidates for purchasing candidates for what, what, I, what, I, what I would call elasticity. Okay. And so houses, unlike land, candidate elast- pricing elasticity means uh, for a property that in 2019 sold for 200 grand, it was listed in 2010 for $22,000. So that zip code, that there are zip codes that are that elastic and uh, uh, some zip codes are more elastic uh, than others, it, but in every MSA it happens. Here's the thing with houses, it's very, very difficult to buy houses, in my opinion, six uh, states away without local representation. Oh, I mean with local representation. So while you could go to Phoenix or you could go to Los Angeles from Cleveland right. and buy, not go there, but you could do deals there like we do with land. It's very easy right. to do a land deal three states states over. It's tougher. What I'm, what I'm saying I want you to do is this, listeners, if you're into this. Analyze the heck out of the MSA that you're in. And if you do it the way that I uh, show how you do it with with a theory about certain areas and then supporting the theory with data from 2010, this is unprecedented. You can't do this There's because there was no data for this the last few times that are or at least the data that's accessible to people like us. You're going to find two or three or four uh, zip codes that are just history repeats itself. And it's truly amazing. One of the areas in Los Angeles is Compton. Compton properties, I'm already watching it, watching them. Compton is not, you see stuff on the news in Compton and there's this one little block in Compton that look, makes it look terrible. Compton's not, it's a very livable, normal people live there. So it's not like the Rust Belt in Detroit where normal people don't live in these neighborhoods. And the inlet, the inelasticity in some of these Rust Belt areas like Detroit and Flint and uh, some areas in you know, Illinois, Indiana and Ohio have never recovered. So they're not elastic. They were always bad and it just never. So you don't want you want to stay completely out of these areas. But what if that's your MSA? If, the, if Detroit is your MSA. That's what I'm saying. There are air, you know, the MSA in Detroit doesn't just include the city of Detroit. It includes, uh, it's, there's four counties in the MSA in, in uh, Detroit, and you will find in a market with elasticity. Four zips? Where up and down, yeah. Four zips, okay. Yeah, it's like one county, four zips. It's okay. not gonna be a county, it's gonna be three or four, and they're usually adjacent zip right. codes. Right. Actually, I know exactly where they are in Detroit. This is so. me exercising patience. I will not throw him <laughs> under the bus and say I totally disagree. No, so, why? Well, because you just said that. If you, you want to disagree, disagree. No, I don't. No, but we're... I mean inner city, Rust Belt, non-recovering areas. Well, then... You don't you're... want to confuse load prices with elasticity. That's my point. Okay. What did you say? Low... This is complicated. Low Hold prices? Second, Hold on. Okay. This is complicated. It's going to take hours and hours and hours and weeks of research in your MSA. Well, I to find said out, that. To find out. Okay. Which two or three or four zip codes are the places that had dramatic price uh, declines 
in 2010. Those are the places that, and then recovered. Those are the places that you, that's where it's going to happen again. Here's what I would argue with. I'm just saying I wouldn't stick around. You know what? I wouldn't stick around in my area because I can only drive that far. I wouldn't do deals only where I can drive them myself personally. If I did, if I had boots on the ground somewhere else where it's a hot market where they are really taking a dive. I couldn't agree more. That's my point. That was all I was trying to say. You have to have local representation okay, there. Thank you. you and I totally agree. Well, that's that's you wouldn't do it. You can't do it any other way. Otherwise, you're getting on a plane and driving somewhere all the time, and that's stupid. That defeats the purpose. So a lot of these people are brand new, Joe. They don't know. I know. It's not like land, where it's like this all the time. Their elasticity in land is because you created it based on your offer campaign. Right. You can't, in a good times, do a mail campaign, an offer campaign for houses for 10% of what property's worth. And let's say I'm just making it up, Dallas, Texas, because you know somebody there who can do the deal for you. No one's going to sign the offer and send it back. You're just not. With land, you can do that. In these times now, you can do that if you really micro look at these zip codes. Remember what we talked about on Tuesday? <laughs> patience. That was my number one. And this is me exercising patience. Why? I didn't disagree with what you said. Yeah, I you did. With, I agreed with every single oh, thing. Oh, no, said. you didn't. You said, I absolutely disagree with that whole thing. And here's why. You know what? It takes. You said those it, words. It takes some time to describe how this is going to work. Patience. How it works. And it's not a skip along the top topic. And you know, my third thing on Tuesday was <laughs> do what you want to do for you. And you know what? I'm doing this show for me. <laughs> not because I want to get anything out of this. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get back. I'm teasing on that one. No, okay. I don't think you're at all. Yeah, no. I didn't go how I liked it, but that's okay. <laughs> Happy you could join us today. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we are right here on the House Academy Show. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we are over on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy show is called The Jack and Jill Show is Finally Here. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. It's just technical, man. I, I, I agree with that. It was one that. of those technical things that uh, there doesn't... There could have been a little humor, nicer way to say it or maybe like... maybe. Conf or maybe ask questions. There's always a nicer way to say no, everything. No, no, no. How about ask questions if you... I don't think you were clear on what I was trying to say. And it would have been a point, a good time to say... To ask me a clarifying question to see what, what I what I meant. I'm sure that's true. That too. would have solved it. Thank you very much. It would have taken away from the actual data part of this, though. That's the, the real issue. Okay. The House Academy show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. Patience. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, please have patience and subscribe and rate us there. We, we are Stephen Jill. Information and patience to buy undervalued property. <laughs>